are listening to the Quarter Transmissions. Shore Leave, Episode 40, 2018 WonderCon. Welcome back once again to Shore Leave. This is our 40th episode, and tonight we are talking uh, all things 2018 WonderCon. Here alongside me is the always awesome Heather Barker. How are you, Heather? I'm awesome, of course. Of course. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I'm I'm especially awesome because less than, well, four months from right now, we'll all be at STLV. So I'm super excited. I think technically we're 118 days out, but roughly four months. Yeah, we'll we'll talk about STLV on another episode. Tonight we're talking about WonderCon. Yes, yes we are. And here to help us talk about WonderCon are two of our Tricorder Transmissions hosts, the hosts of our Reading Trek podcast. William Conlin is here. How are you, William? I am wonderful. How are you guys doing? Wow, incredible. This is this is going to be a lot of fun. And along with William is the other host of Reading Trek, Marty Lee. How are you, Marty? I'm fantastic. Thanks for thanks for having us on. Of course, always our pleasure to have our friends and hosts on the show. So we are going to jump into WonderCon in one second. I just wanted to take a quick moment to mention our Patreon page. If you haven't checked it out yet, you can find it at patreon.com slash the Tricorder Transmissions or by visiting our website and clicking on the big orange Patreon link in the right-hand side. If you enjoy what we do here on Shore Leave or any of our other Tricorder Transmission shows, please uh, consider joining our Patreon family. And becoming a patron will give you instant access to our unedited episodes right after we record them, including this one and many from our other series. Reading Trek has joined the Patreon crew, as has um, Trek Ranks and others. So you will have so much access to some fun stuff, and we're planning a lot of really, really cool stuff coming in the future. I think Patreon is releasing a new feature very soon, so you'll get some behind-the-scenes stuff from our Tricorder shows as well. So keep an eye out for that, and thank you for considering uh, joining our family. Heather, are you ready to jump into this discussion about WonderCon? I am ready to talk about WonderCon 2018. So are the Apparently, dogs. my dog is as well. <laughs> um, all right. So th- basically, this is a WonderCon 101 type podcast because I have only heard of it. I've never been to it. Um, it's held annually, from what I understand, in Anaheim. Mm-hmm. This year, it was held March 23rd through 25th. And the thing that I find most interesting is that it looks like it's hosted by San Diego Comic-Con. What do you guys know about that, William? Uh, Well, Marty's been there before. This was actually my first year, so he could probably speak to the history a little better than I could. Yeah. Uh, Well, I don't know specific history, but I know it started out as just a way um, for Comic-Con to get back to its roots as a comic book convention mm-hmm. instead of like a pop culture convention. So this right. this con is is more focused on like the artists and the writers and the creation of content versus the talent of the content. 
Okay, that makes a lot of sense. However, it's still like humongous. <laughs> it's, followed, it's giant. Yeah, yeah. It's a I monster. Girls update, and we had a lot. A lot of our different STLV friends were there, and it still just looks incredibly monstrous. Um, so like. Uh, size wise i mean it's obviously it's not going to be as big as, as san diego comic-con um but it looks bigger than something like stlv does that sound it's, right i think it's, it's eighty thousand, right it's actually a little bigger square footage wise than san diego comic-con but it's oh, not wow. as heavily attended um the convention center which the first year i went they only used hall d which is one of the four halls in the main building and this year they use all four halls plus the wow. newly opened um, expanded building. Um, so this convention had 1.6 million square feet of space. Wow. That's huge. Yeah. Wow. 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 All right. And they, um, and they needed every square foot of that on Saturday because it was packed. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It, I mean, again, like the pictures were overwhelming. I mean, it looked comparable to something like Denver Comic-Con here, which I mentioned yeah. it many times on the show previously, but every year it just keeps growing and growing and it's like crazy now. Um, so, okay. So we know where it's held and then a little bit about tickets. It looks like they had a variety of tickets to buy. You could get three day passes and I think you could get daily passes. What did you guys go with? William, what did you get? Well, I did the um, three day passes and I was, the first thing that I was shocked about was how reasonable it was because um it was uh, 70 some dollars for three days in the convention. And mm -hmm. that was a steal for me. I mean, I, I loved that. Uh, I, the initial um, day ones, I think, were about $30 a piece. So if okay. you do the three day, you're looking at about a $20 savings. And then uh, they also had uh, senior and military discounts. I think seniors and military got in for three days for $35. Oh, wow. That's awesome. That's very cool. Marty, what ticket did you get? I also purchased the three-day ticket, um, and then during research today, I found out that children are free with a paid adult. Oh. So I thought that was pretty cool. Wow, that's great. And there were a lot of kids there. I really enjoyed seeing kids and a lot of kids in costume, too. That's, yeah, that's super amazing. I don't know how many other conventions do that, but, I mean, that's what we want. We, we want to get kids interested in this stuff so that, yeah, you know, exactly. things like, you know, they will... I won't talk about Star Trek Discovery because there's a lot of debate on whether we want kids to watch it. But, um, <laughs> you know, it, the more kids that we can get involved in this kind of stuff, the longer it's going to live. Um, and, uh, you know, comics specifically, that's a whole other conversation about who comics are geared towards these days, but they've gotten better about making comics for kids. Um, so that's, that's really cool to find out. I'm glad that you did that research, Marty. <laughs> yeah. And I was, well, and I was surprised too, like in the convention, it was kind of heartwarming that a lot of, um, it was like dads and sons coming in for the day on Saturday mm -hmm. and the dads would walk their sons around and like, um, show them all the comics that they were reading and trying to get them into Aww. like, you know, all that stuff. And the kids were really excited about it. I saw so cool. several families that cosplayed together, and it warms my heart every time. Like, I saw a family of Ghostbusters, and the baby was Slimer. Oh, my <laughs> That's <awesome>. God. <laughs> That's perfect. 
Oh my gosh, that's the best. I wonder, I bet if you go to like the WonderCon Facebook page, they probably have photos on there. It's well, fun. they have this, so there's this plaza right outside the center. Uh, it's after you do like your check-in and before you get into the building. And for the entire call three it days. the Grand Plaza. Yeah, for the entire three days, it was like, a hundred photo shoots going on at every single moment because you know this is where the professional cosplayers go to and yeah. they were bringing their camera operators with them and they were getting all their like really incredible shots i every time i walked by i just stop and kind of look at the vista in front of me there'd be 200 stormtroopers piled up on a fountain doing a big group shot for the 501 legion or there'd be a bunch of star trek people or marvel dc everything you could imagine it's like the oscars pre-show for nerds Yes, it really is. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'd much rather watch this. Who are you wearing? A Novos. <laughs> Where, okay. they, well, they had they had a nice big booth there, so they were showing um, their Star Trek Discovery uniform was on display. Yeah, I, there's some there was some Star Trek Discovery discussion that we'll talk about when we get to panel type stuff. Yes. But I saw that they were there, and I saw that Gersha Phillips was there. She's a costume designer on Discovery, and she was checking everything out and meeting up with people. So that was super cool. All right, so then we know about tickets. Let's move on to content. So you said that it's like mostly kind of comics and writers and stuff like that. But then I know that there were also, you know, stuff like the discovery panel, which was again, more like writer creator focused. Um, right. That was led by Mary Chifo, but it had the the writers. I, I don't remember quite who all was, was on that, but did you guys get to go to that? We did, Mar yes. M Marty was at that. I was I was across the hall at the Lost in Space pilot. <gasps> Ooh, we'll talk about that one too. Okay, Marty, fill us in. I mean, I think at this point, a lot of people got all the news that came out of the panel. Um, but what? Well, was I the hope they did because it was a lot of exciting stuff. There was so. a lot. I mean, you're you're very lucky to have gotten to go there and then to see the footage that was released. But so here's my question: with with something that's big like this, I mean, we're used to oh, you have to go at 8 a.m. and sit there for the whole day. So did you have to go and, like, sit and wait? Or how did that work with getting in to see that panel? It was actually really easy. Um, the panel started at, I believe, 1 o'clock, and I walked in at 12.55. Wow. Walked right in. Um, it's similar to Comic-Con, though, where they don't clear the rooms out. But um, one of the staff members I was talking to before the con started, when I picked up my badge on Thursday, um, she said, um, I was asking her about lines, and she's just like, oh, no, you, you won't have a problem. This is the chill con. <laughs> <laughs> so um, if there was a line, it usually formed uh, just before the next panel started, but everyone who was in line got into the panel they wanted. So there was no real worry that you were going to miss a panel. Um, I got into everything that I wanted to see. Yeah, it was it was no line at all. It was great. It was perfect. Well, that's super awesome. So it sounds like there was plenty of room for everybody who wanted to go. Um, and so I don't I don't know. I mean, I don't think we should really need to talk about all the stuff that came out of it as far as discovery. But let me just say, how excited were you to get to watch that that cut footage? That was really exciting. Um, the the crowd and the audience went wild when the black badge was revealed at the end for uh, <laughs> section 31 um i love though i think 
they held on to it and they knew it was going to cause a stir in the community. And so then yeah. they decided to drop it like way afterwards. And it just, it kind of made it, I was just like, Oh, so they like, they know what they're doing. They're just, they're teasing us a little bit. Like, yeah. Well, and I think that was awesome. I mean, like when I found it out, I was like, Oh my God, why did they cut this? Because it would have yeah. made so much more sense. Like we waited that whole season. We're like, where are the black badges? Where are the black badges? So like part of me was like, yeah, we want to see them. But at the same time, like, I love the fact that we're still generating hype about Discovery. I think yeah. that that is extremely meaningful since we don't have it on air right now. Um, a lot of the the podcasts focused on Discovery have taken a break. You know, Disco Trek has slowed down a little bit. Um, uh-huh. We're still around. Don't worry, guys. But um, it's <laughs> it's. I value the fact that they released it and it created that hype so that we were all going crazy online while you guys were there going crazy watching it. Um, you should have seen the wall of all capital texts that Marty was sending you when that happened. <laughs> well, William, tell us a little bit then about the Lost in Space panel. Well, I wasn't able to stay for the whole... I, I actually didn't make the panel. I, I They screened the pilot episode first, and then they did the panel okay. afterwards. And I had to I had to jump out before that because um, I was meeting some friends uh, who were coming in uh, for just the one day. Um, uh, the great Disney icon, Leonard, uh, his, Leonard Malton, and his daughter, Jessie, were coming in, and they wanted to hang out for a little bit. So I got to walk the convention with them, which was Fancy. a story in and of itself. But that's, um, for our, that's for our Disney podcast. Yeah, oh, that was that was so much fun. Just we have a Disney day. podcast. Why am I not on that? Well, we could. <laughs> but um, Lost in Space, I'm so excited for it because it, um, you know, it's just another one of those great 60s shows that I grew up with that is now getting the modern day reboot handle. And the visuals for it are stunning. Um, the robot is amazing. Um, I actually. Uh, as you all know, shameless plug, I'm making a documentary about special effects. And one of the guys who's in my documentary designed the robot for it. So I was really happy to finally see his work because when I interviewed him over a year ago, he was saying how proud he was of it. Um, I, I think the cast is amazing. Um, I just I can't wait. The series is going to drop in, a, I think, a week and a half on Netflix. And that's going to oh. be a bitch day for me. Oh, my gosh. It's that soon. That's really it's, cool. it's real this month. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I Netflix think announces heard... things like when they're completed they don't announce things mid or before production yeah and again just like marty was saying with the discovery panel they did the screening in the grand arena which is like you know a, a small baseball baseball stadium so it I was originally in. a basketball stadium that's is what that it was it? created okay. to be yeah yeah well i mean i walked in two minutes before they started the screening and i walked right into an empty chair and sat down so there was plenty of room for people people were streaming in even when i was leaving 20 or 30 minutes into the production so it, it, the accessibility at this convention was unbelievable um the last morning on the 25th which was actually my birthday um, I got there super early because I wanted to be right up at the front. There was a panel about um, LGBT pop culture, and oh. they announced that Wilson Cruz was going to be on it. <gasps> so being a Discovery fan, I really wanted to be there. And I got a seat. I got to the panel that was before it, and I, and I was standing outside, like, queuing up for the next one. And the guys just said, hey, why don't you go in and enjoy the panel and get whatever seat you want. If it's open, you're not bothering anyone, and you can stay for the next one. So I walked up. I walked to the front row. I was front row on the aisle, and when that panel ended, Wilson walked in and sat down next to me and was just on his phone getting ready for the next panel. And we had a little conversation about meeting each other in STLV. Aw. Oh, my gosh. That's so awesome. I'm so envious. Yeah. 
for, for a convention of this size, it felt incredibly intimate with um, guests and, and, and the stars that were there. Um, Marty and I had a great conversation with Kirsten Beyer at the um, IDW booth uh, where they were doing all yes, the Star Trek did. comics. And uh, a heads up for Reading Trek coming in the near future. We're going to do another comic book episode about the Mirror Broken series, which is TNG in the Mirror Universe. We got a great 10-minute interview with the guys who created that series. Oh, you guys are so awesome. <laughs> Sorry. I just, you're so great. That's very cool. I can't wait for that. Yeah, I'm looking through the guest list that's on here, and it's really, ooh, Gail Simone. Woohoo. I know her. <laughs> The one complaint I had about the lead up to the convention is I didn't feel like they properly advertised the guests that were going to be there because I was like shocked out of nowhere when Nichelle Nichols was there. Yeah. They had a, they had a TNG bridge recreation as part of the uh, Hollywood Sci-Fi Museum. Yep. And I'm walking along one day and there's an empty table and five minutes later I'm walking back and Nichelle's sitting there and I, you know, beelined it into the line and got a, you know, my... 20th autograph with her in my life but you know any opportunity to see her and say hi and get a photo and she was just lovely as ever yeah she's definitely not listed anywhere as a guest nor did i see wilson cruz on here and maybe i'm just not navigating their website well wilson cruz wasn't really a guest he was more he was just there for the panel he came right. to the panel and it dipped out after so he wasn't really hanging around yeah i don't know i still feel like they would put that somewhere though like that he was going to be on yeah. the panel or something he, marty and i only found out the day before yeah i think he is listed in the like the panel description for that one but you had to go in and actually view like you had to click on it and view the description of it right whereas it says like programs and guests and then there's special guests and it's literally like yeah. all all comic people which yeah i know you know jim lee everybody knows jim lee so I know a lot of these people, but not all of them. Um, and then no comics have really changed. <laughs> like since I, since I managed a comic book store like 10 years ago, there's all these new people that I don't know. And I feel bad. Um, but yeah, no Nichelle Nichols, no Wilson Cruz, not even like Mary Shifo. Um, or on, the, any. on the first, on the first day that we were there, uh, Marty and I were just walking along and we're talking and I looked at one of the booths in front of us and Greg Grunberg was sitting there. Oh you know, gosh, Greg Grunberg yeah. is in Star Trek Beyond and he's the voice of Kirk's stepfather in yeah. 2009. He's J.J. Abrams' best friend. So he and J.J. Yeah. have a comic book together that J.J. produced and he did the work for. And he was there promoing it, but he like... I guess he was there for like six hours on one of the days. So they didn't even give him a listing in the program guide. So it was just, yeah. you know, oh, hey, let's chat for a few minutes. We ended up talking to him for a half hour. Well, again, I mean, this it sounds like they're really they're just not putting the spotlight on those people, which is, you know, I guess a good and bad thing. It's great because you go there and you're surprised. But then, you know, you would have. Had you have known that you could have gone and had a 30-minute conversation with some of these people, like, you totally missed out. So that's kind of a bummer. Well, Marty um, can uh, describe the odyssey of me, you know, beelining it through the convention hall to find a Star Trek. Um, I was looking for a Star Trek Beyond poster to get Greg to sign, and then I ended up finally finding one from the 2009 film. So I said, good enough, and ran <laughs> back and had him sign it right before he left. But it was the best 2009 poster yeah, is that awesome one of the Golden Gate Bridge with the Romulan weapon discharging oh, behind it? Oh, I don't even think I've seen that. 
or maybe yeah. I just maybe I have and I don't remember. All right. So, all right. So aside from those two, those two panels or screening, were, were there any others that stood out to you? Um, there Marty, were do you want to talk about other... the? Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Well, there were a couple other Trek panels that we didn't make it to. They had um, Star Trek: The Next Fifty Years um, with Scott Mance and then um, Mark Altman and Edward Gross, who wrote oh, the, nice. um, the, the fifty-year 50 year mission. mission. Yeah. yeah, and then they had um, Michael Sussman there as well, who was the writer on Voyager and Enterprise. Oh, wow. Um, unfortunately, I didn't make it to that one. Um, I also didn't make it because I got stuck in traffic on the way in. I got stuck in um, – they had the IDW Star Trek comics with Kirsten Beyer um, from Discovery and then Mike Johnson and Scott and David Tipton, who wrote the Mirror Broken mm -hmm. comics – and um, J.K. Woodward, who does all the art for the Star Trek books, yeah, um, they um, went down to the IDW afterward and did a bunch of signings, which is where we were able to um, to talk to all of them. Um, they had uh, Larry Nemechek had a panel called Trekland Discovery Made Me Do It, where he <laughs> was trying to interview people who who found Star Trek through Discovery. Right. And then my my favorite panel, which I. I made sure to attend was Starship Smackdown, Star Trek versus Star Wars, which was <laughs> hilarious. And um, Star Trek One, just FYI. Yeah, <laughs> good. So, so well, the arguments really that Star Wars put forward were abysmal. I caught the second half of it, and I'm going, "Wow, you're just not even trying, Star Wars." I kind of wish there was like a an audio recording of the panel with Larry. I think that he talked about that the other week they did a like mission long lot mission log live or something because i remember and when, when we talked to him ages ago like then he was hell-bent on finding like the jj converts like all yeah. the people who came to trek via the jj abrams films um and he wanted to do a panel and now now he's focusing on discovery and like how many people discovery brought in which I think is really fascinating. I think there were far more people brought in by the JJ films because those were readily accessible. Yeah. But I know that there are still people, people watching discovery and, um, you know, coming into Trek fandom or, or coming back to Trek fandom, I guess is a good way to put it too. So that would have been a really cool, cool panel to see. Um, William, were there any that you got to see? Uh, well, Marty and I were also at a Back to the Future panel, which I really, really enjoyed because I'm, I'm a Back to the Future fan as well. Uh, let's see. I had to go to that we... one because yeah. I had to live up to my namesake. <laughs> and there were a lot of people in Back to the Future cosplay that that was pretty funny. Um, I'm trying to remember, did we go to any other full-on panels? Um, there was a um, LGBT we the, comic book um, one. There was a bunch of LGBT ones we went to. Yay! The Gay Geeks and Where to Find Them, which ended up turning into um, all the gay comic book artists telling their coming out story. Oh my God. Uh, that's awesome. Sorry. Yeah. Well, it was, it was a really great, um, the, the great. thing that I took away from this convention is this was a safe space convention and I yeah. absolutely loved it, was, it. It really was. People could really be whoever they wanted to be at this. And uh, one of the things I observed, it was very subtle, but I observed at the, um, at that panel, there was one kid um, that, 
was in like a full cosplay, like with mask and everything. And he was towards the back of the theater. And at one point he like took the mask off cause it was getting too hot. And I saw him like looking around, like, does he know anyone in the room? And I think I turned and looked at him and he looked at me and then he put the mask back on. I was like, no, you don't have to do that. Aww. You're the one place where you don't have to do that. Yeah. Well, that's still really awesome. I mean, I think we want all, all spaces to be those spaces. Yeah. Um, so, you know, any, any convention that has LGBT programming um, or, po- you know, policies, harassment policies, stuff like that, like we're, we're big fans of. And I know here at our network, we're doing what we can to make STLV one of those places, whether creation yeah. does or not. Like that's our mission. Um, so props. And, to and there were a lot of. There were a lot of booths that way, too. There was some LGBT comic book artists, and there was some Anti-Defamation League artists, and then there was a um, free speech and comic books uh, artist group that we talked to for a few minutes that was really interesting because they're um, kind of setting up a legal defense fund for censorship against comic books. I thought that was intriguing. Oh, that's very cool. Yeah, it's we've come a long way since the olden days of censorship, which read a Wonder Woman comic book and then let's talk about censorship. Um, but, uh, but yeah, that's, that's really interesting. I would like to have spoken to them too. Oh, very cool. All right. Well, um, what about, were there any events outside of the convention? Yes, there were, um, there was one big event, probably the biggest event, um, was the club cosplay event on Friday night, which is nice. held at the House of Blues, which oh. is steps away from the convention center. Um, I don't know if anyone out there is familiar with Anaheim, but the convention center is um, right across the street on the southern end of the Disneyland Resorts. So you can um, you can walk to the Disneyland Resorts from the convention center. The House of Blues is at the Anaheim Garden Walk, which is um, across the street on the east side of disneyland so everything's like super close together but that's a really fun event i've been to it in the past i didn't go to it this year but um it's just everyone can show up in their cosplay and dance the night away i think the funniest thing i saw with that was um the security getting in watching the um like guys with the metal detectors and the wands try to uh pat down one of the uh, a guy in one of those big t-rex costumes that blows up (laughs) That's hysterical the inflatable to watch. ones. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty funny. Oh my gosh, that's hilarious. Well, that sounds like a lot of fun, and it sounds like it's just in a great location. I mean, I would totally leave and just like go to Disney for two hours or something until they that, close. That's what we <laughs> did. did that. Marty and I, I uh, got some time in the park on two two of the days. I'm jealous. No, oh, I'm envious. And and one of the things that I'd like to know for anybody listening, if they're planning on going next year, parking is uh, a little crazy for the area, despite the fact that you're talking about, you know, one of the most accessible parking areas in the country with Disneyland being right there. The convention center parking is um, a little limited for the size of the venue. And Disney, Disney frowns upon you using the Disney parking. But there is at the Toy Story lot right across the street from the convention. They say no convention parking, but it seems like the staff is a little willing to let you in there as long as you just don't say where you're going. Oh, yeah, wow. I'm, I'm, go- I'm going to downtown Disney for a couple of hours. And do you pay for that, though? Because, like, every Disney place yeah, that's, you pay. 
that is that is paid. Um, yeah. But the convention um, if, parking is sixteen dollars, and the Disney parking is twenty dollars. So you're paying a little bit more, but it's it's convenience because it's right across the street instead of being rooted to like the Honda Center or the Angel Stadium, which is where they usually um, direct people when the convention center parking is full. Yeah, and is like there... my, my friend uh, joined uh, Marty and me for one of the days, and he went ahead and parked in the, you know, WonderCon designated parking, and then he had to go out to his car. I think it, he disappeared for an hour just to get back to his car and back. So, oh lord, is there crazy. is there like any light rail type system there? No, That's... unfortunately not. Okay, um, they were going so, to but... build like a San Diego style trolley system, but yeah. the city council didn't approve it. Bummer. All right. So it sounds like either you're going to pay for parking or you're going to park really far away or you should go get a hotel and stay there for the weekend somewhere close. Yeah. So Um, I would if I could recommend that if you feel like doing the luxury, this was this was my birthday weekend and I had a lot of reasons for being at the convention. So I went ahead and opted for the uh, for the big the big package. Um, I stayed at the Hilton Anaheim, which is literally in the same complex as the convention center. They're you, you trip out of the hotel and into the convention center. Um, so that was really nice. So I stayed there for the whole three days and um, it took me all of two minutes to get from my room to the mass of people dressed in cosplay. Nice. Lots of good suggestions there. I'm glad that we brought that up. Okay. Jeff, do you have any questions? I was curious about um, more of the Star Trek cosplay uh, question. I know we talked a little bit before, but it, did you guys notice any Star Trek themed cosplay? Yeah. Yeah. Well, Marty Marty created a fantastic bookmark for Reading Trek. So on one side it had um, a Reading the Reading Trek logo, and on the other side it had all of the other Tricorder Transmission um, podcasts, the whole network, and. Yeah. Um, uh, you can go on our Twitter feed and see pictures of those. So we each had, you know, like a, a huge pile of them in our pockets and in our bags. And every time we saw somebody in Trek gear, we tried to approach them and chat about it. So I remember the first group that we saw, I recognized two people from the STLV Facebook group and I had never met them in Vegas. <gasps> so we went up and chatted with them for a quick minute and um, they were standing in front of the TNG bridge. So it was an appropriate spot. Uh, and, and we gave them all bookmarks and then we saw, uh, we saw Captain Janeway who was through, who was there for the whole convention, um, season one hairdo. And, uh, um, yeah, there were Klingons and, um, I didn't see any discovery people on the floor, but like I said, Inovos had the discovery uniforms on display. There was a Captain Killy and I don't know her personally, um, but a lot of my tw- Twitter friends and Facebook friends posted fo- like a group photo and she was in that photo. I would have died if I had seen that. I would have loved to have seen that. She looked great. She even had the wig. Um, wow. And I'm not going to even attempt to call out all my Twitter friends because I'd probably just say their handles and I'm not going to do that. But um, yeah, lots of people that I followed that went and it was a lot of fun seeing that cosplay always good also, to represent i also want to do a shout out uh, to uh, bobby clark who was the gorn in the arena and he was there and we saw him and and he, he's always great to talk to so um yeah it was it was really there was a great star trek presence no, it's awesome to hear it's awesome to hear I'm, I'm glad to hear that bobby clark was there too he's a I, I love seeing him every year at stlv and I'm, I'm looking forward to stopping by and chatting with him again this year when we get there 
So what about the vendors, Paul? I, I would assume they have a Ooh. lot of stuff. <laughs> oh, my God. I, I, I said right. to Marty uh, when we got back, I, I felt like I made my own loot crate. <laughs> I went and counted them in the program book. Um, I counted 330 different vendor booths, wow. which, do, which do not include Artist Alley and the small press areas. Wow. Okay. So you need to take like three grand in spending money. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, it's it's massive. It spans um, three halls. It's halls A, B, and C is the entire um, the vendors room, which they call the exhibition space. So, okay, um, it's it's a huge space. That's where you're going to spend most of your time. We were there for three days. I don't even think we saw everything there. So no, on the last day, I was seeing booths I had never seen before. I'm going, where did you come from? <laughs> Do you guys know um, Mary Lee Holzheimer from the STLV vendors room? No. Um, Mary Lee, she's always right in the center, and uh, she was there, so I had a nice long chat with her. It was always great to see a, an STLV face. Uh, she saw me, and we just had like this big hug, and you know, can't wait to see you in four months moment. Uh, but uh, yeah, she was she was right there, front and center in the vendors area. What's her What's her space at STLV? Um, Holzheimer's. She does um, autographs and pop culture stuff. Where Where is that booth located usually? Um, okay, so do you know um, the booth that always does like the patches? You can get any of the patches, right? Yeah, yeah. She's she's always like back to back with him. Okay, all right, cool. Well, that's awesome! Yay. Yeah, so it was nice to see her, and oh man, the vendors everywhere. The one thing that I felt was lacking on the Trek front is Marty and I kept looking for really good Star Trek comic book art. We were looking for some of the artists who do like the commission pieces, and there were some, but. I'd never found like the one that I had to own. Mm-hmm. A lot of Star Wars, a lot of Star Wars artwork. So, so much Star Wars. Yeah, I'm excited. We'll talk later. We have a, a new artist, Star Trek artist coming to STLV that we're going to interview on shortly for our vendors extravaganza that I don't even think Jeff knows about because it just happened today. <laughs> nope. Um, <laughs> okay. But, um, but yeah, and um, brief aside, also Bye Bye Robot will be back at STLV. Yay. So, Lots of Star Trek artwork that will be available this year. So get excited. I have I have a Bye Bye Robot piece hanging right here in the recording studio. I'm staring at it right now. I've got one right behind me as well. So, yeah, we'll have all that down the road. But um, you will you will get your Star Trek art fix at STLV. Yes. Nice. 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 Very cool. Since we're doing a 101 episode, do you guys have any advice for people who may be considering going to WonderCon next year? I would make sure you get your badge early so you don't have to um, you don't have to go on Thursday to pick up your badge or you don't have to. um, I don't even know how they do it with if you don't pick up your badge early. Um, It's really interesting because the badges are actually um, RFID enabled. So all of the entrance points have these like small, like they almost look like, you know, the shoplifting things you see like Target or Kmart. So you just tap your badge on there. The light turns green and you're in like, that's it. That's all you do. Um, So I don't know how you would get your badge because those are like pre badge pickup area. So I actually Uh, walked over with a friend who had to pick up theirs. So on the far left side, which I think was Paul A., they had a very tiny area that had an opening that wasn't uh, through the barriers, and that was where you'd have to go. And and that was the only place where I ever saw like an actual line. There was lines of people to pick up their day, their single day badges. 
but then they once as soon as they had that, they would go over to the scanners and then they were in. I never had to stand in line to get in once. Nice. I've been to conventions that have the RFID uh, wristbands and badges, and they're so much more convenient. I really wish that Creation would up their technology game. Okay, so just for people like me that have no idea what you're talking about, would someone please explain? Oh, so it's like, um, even in Disney terms, it's like Disney's magic bands. So you get a uh, either a wristband or a badge that has like a little uh, electronic bit to it. So you just kind of tap your badge or your wristband to a device and it authenticates you and gives them the, the thumbs up to let you in. So instead of just kind of waiting in a line and holding your wristband or badge up to be admitted into anywhere, you just have a little electronic pass to get in. It's, it's really convenient. And it's, it's cool if you go to a, a con that has it for uh, photo ops. So you can go up and you can scan your little badge and your photo op just kind of pops out. It's kind of cool. That's nice. pretty great because I was just about to say, like, I can't wait for the day when we have magic bands at conventions. So it's already here, basically. It's already here, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. And they and they mailed it to us. I had mine, I think, two weeks out. So it was great to just be all set and not have any of that stress worrying. Am I going to have to stand in a long line? Am I going to be late? Am I going to miss an event because I'm trying to get my ticket in? Yeah, and you can you can even – a lot of them even allow you to add all of your additional purchases like photo ops and autographs directly to your RFID tag or you know your badge or your wristband. So uh, all of your convention tickets can be in one device and you just kind of walk right in. That is so oh, fancy. Creation, I feel like, please listen to us. Yeah, yes, I feel please. like creation is in the Stone Ages here. They really are, especially with the photo ops. <laughs> Man. Oy, oy vey. All right. What haven't we covered? Anybody? Can anybody think of anything? Uh, well, um, I, one of the things that I liked of the layout is um, it was super easy to find. If you're looking for something specific in the vendors hall, it's super easy to find that section. Um, they have like they have the artist Sally. They have the small print. Then they had kind of pop culture stuff. Um, you know, like if you're looking for toys or uh, pins or stuffed animals, T-shirts. Those were all kind of in one area. Then they had modern comics and they had classic comics. So nice. Uh, I almost like timed my position for each thing. Like, you know, there was the day where I was going to look at small, small press and, and artist alley. Then there was the day where I was gearing towards classic comic books because I collect vintage Captain America comics. So um, the last day I kind of focused in on that because that's when the dealers are willing to, you know, negotiate a little bit more. Uh, so I, I actually picked up a uh, 1968 Captain America issue 10. So that was awesome. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yes, yeah, so I was just really impressed with the layout because um, at other conventions I've seen just like, you know, it'll be artists here and then the next one will be a, you know, a, a toy vendor and then a t-shirt vendor and then another couple artists. There's no rhyme or reason to it. They really did a good job of giving us um, segments. Yeah. Oh, that's really cool. That makes it much more convenient than having everything kind of intermixed. Um, a couple other things about the con that we haven't talked about yet is um, WonderCon is also home to the Los Angeles International Children's Film Festival. Oh, cool. Um, so that's another um, reason to bring your kids to WonderCon. Um, they they hold screenings um, throughout the weekend on the third floor of the convention center. They also have anime screenings throughout the weekend and board game demos and tournaments. And in the evening hours, over at the Hilton, which is, um, it's it's in the Grand Plaza. So it's like you step out of the convention center and it's right in front of you. 
you can go um, to board game demos and anime screenings in the evening at the Hilton. So it carries over into the evening hours there. There is a bar inside the Hilton where you can go drink throughout the day if you'd like to. <laughs> it was packed. It was so that, packed. Um, the bar is actually closer to the convention hall than the masquerade bar is to the convention hall at STLV. Super close, super convenient. Um, they have, um, out in the Grand Plaza, they have about 15 or so food trucks. Nice. Wow. So you're not stuck with, like, convention food or hotel food. You can yeah. get all kinds of great stuff. I love how we're all just like, yes, food trucks. <laughs> Food trucks. Are... <laughs> it's nice to have food was... options at a convention. Yeah, I'll yeah. be stuck the selections, with the selections were really incredible. They had everything from burgers to pasta to uh, you know Chinese rice and rice bowls. They had Italian food. God, that's so awesome. Uh, pizza. Creation. Take notes. Take notes, please. Have have food trucks in that side parking lot out by the smoking area. I will go out in the hundred degree weather. Oh, I would go out. Amazing food. No yeah, question. Vegas has some amazing food trucks. If you go over to like Fremont Street on a Saturday night, just off Fremont, there's some really good food trucks. Yeah, just keep your hand on your your wallet pocket, people. Yeah. If you go to Fremont Street <laughs> at night. Um, in addition to the food trucks, so they also still have um, like standard like convention food in the convention center if you didn't want to go outside, because sometimes California can get very hot. Luckily, we had very mild weather during the weekend, so it was pretty pretty comfortable um there's also like you know all the restaurants they have at disneyland um california adventure holds their food and wine festival that overlaps oh, god i the, love that um conventions oh, no. you can go to that in the evening if you'd like oh um, my god marty marty and i got some of those oh it's yes, great it's again. a little smaller because the park is smaller here but it's it's still like top notch it's good no stuff. it's still amazing john champion and our buddy adam drosen spent a day at the the festival like instagramming all their food choices and it was amazing so yeah. we had a, what, a lemon and raspberry macaroon that was the size yeah. of like a, a dvd oh my god yeah there's no shortage of amazing food at disneyland's food and wine festival like it's i will get there so i'm gonna go i'm gonna come stay with marty and go <laughs> you should i look down the street oh man um i'm gonna sidetrack just for a little little bit um just a, a brief mention because i i really like to mention when conventions do stuff like this because it's important um, checking out their website, they have a section about deaf and disabled services. Mm-hmm. Um, so they've got a specific rest area for disabled, elderly, expectant mothers and parents with small infants. There's a nursing section there. Um, there's registration for people with mobility issues. There, There's an ASL interpreter there. Um, to help out and then limited seating for events for for everyone so i love that they have a policy um, and that they have services for everyone there Um, they specify that they don't rent or lend the the wheelchairs or the scooters but there are local vendors just like we have at stlv Um, but again it's just something really important alongside stuff like having harassment policies online, which I think I saw that under another, another thing I clicked. There's lots of things to click on their website. So it is, there's some navigation that you have to do to get there, but I always appreciate when that stuff is on the website, uh, which side note, I did notice that creation finally put their harassment policy on their website. So 
I guess Ooh. I'd like yeah. to think that creation is listening, um, whether they listen to shore leave or just listen to us in the groups, but they finally did it. So, um, creation, we appreciate that. And WonderCon, we appreciate all that you do. Um, it's just so important to have that there. So thank you. Okay. Yeah, there was a great, um, there was a great presence of, of people, you know, um, like, like disabled people and I loved seeing what they did with um, their wheelchairs some of them yeah. had like the electric wheelchairs I saw one done up as a TARDIS I saw one done up as uh, as a shuttlecraft uh, and then there was one that was kind of like just um, I think it was the time machine from the 1960s film which was really beautiful it was like steampunk nice. variant so yeah I, I mean I, I couldn't believe the um, just the, the really like positive feeling at the convention the only other convention I've ever been to that's bigger than STLV was I was at San Diego Comic-Con in 2002, I want to say, maybe 2003. And it was kind of before the movies took over, but it was still like after it had exploded. And all I remember was just being like pushed and pulled through doorways and the lines and everyone just wants to get to the front of the line as fast as they can so they can go to the next thing. I never felt that at this convention. Everybody was like calm and chill and you know, go into the room and sit down and chat with each other and have a good time. I so one day I'll get paid to podcast and I will be able to get to go to all of these amazing conventions. I hope because it's just it sounds like a really a really great time. And I feel like every we our last shore leave was about Farpoint Con. And you know, at that episode I was like, I want to go to that convention. So somehow, <laughs> somehow so there's also one other thing I'd like to recommend if you're just a general science fiction fan, something that Marty and I did. It's had nothing to do with WonderCon, has nothing to do with Ooh, Disneyland. I'm glad but you're bringing this up. It's right in the same vicinity. You can just take the shuttle over or walk over to downtown Disney. So there is a new experience that just recently opened in downtown Disney that's called The Void. And it is a VR. And actually, I mean, if you like, if you like Star Trek and Star Wars, I want you to imagine experiencing Star Wars on the holodeck because that's what this is. That's what um, I heard about it, yeah. Uh, it was Marty, myself, and two of our friends. Uh, so it's a team of four, and you put on these back uh, these backpacks and vests that have half If anybody saw Ready Player One, sorry, Will, if yeah, anybody yeah. saw Ready Player One in the theaters this weekend, like, that's what this is. This yes, is Ready Player it, One for Star Wars. It. Uh, it's a 20-minute experience for $30, and basically you go on a mission that's set right before the movie Rogue One. And um, about five minutes into it, I forgot that I was in a simulator. I literally felt like I was in the rebellion. Wow, that's super cool. I, I, we all so, kind of yeah. exited it and we were all like, our heart, our heart rates were accelerated. We were sweating. We were just kind of staring at each other in shocked silence because this was the future of entertainment in my opinion. Is this a permanent thing or... Yeah, so, I mean, um, they change the downtown Disney experiences every so often, but as far yeah. as I can tell, this is going to be a permanent um, installation, and they'll update the the experience according to whatever big movie they have going on at the That's time. That's pretty so, cool. And I, a, I know that there's – go ahead. And there's a dozen of them around the country too. There's one in Glendale, and then I think there's some in New York, and they're based out of Salt Lake City, so there's one in Salt Lake oh. City, and I think – I think there's one in the Mall of America as well. Wow. Why is there not one in Denver? Um, yeah, yeah I've, it's like the new thing to do. Uh, a lot a lot of my 
friends on social media have been going and I'm like, what are the, what is it? I know it's Star Wars, but I never quite know exactly what it is. Um, but that's pretty cool because I know that there's a lot going on with like half of downtown Disney is disappearing um, because yes. of stuff that they're doing with the parks and expanding the Disney parks and everything. So it sounds like despite that, they're still bringing some really, um, really fun new experiences, very immersive. Uh, if only it was just Star Trek, but hey, yeah, close, close I, enough. I don't know. I walked out of it and I said we were just on the holodeck because you not only uh, the vest that you wore had a haptic feedback. So if you got shot, you felt like, you know, not not pain, but you felt like a push on your body. Wow. It, you felt you felt heat and cold. You felt wind blowing at you. Every everything about it, it, it we literally lost ourselves in there. I, I I think I don't know if Marty, if it was you or Dustin or somebody said, you know, I I completely forgot that I was in a simulator, and then afterwards I realized same thing. My my heart was racing. I, I thought I was in the real world. There's one moment in the simulation where, like, you get onto this, you know, Star Wars no handrails platform that elevates you above this like big lava pit on Mustafar, and I was like scared I was going to fall off of the thing. Like I was just like, oh my gosh, there's no handrails. I can't move. I'm going to fall off. And then I was like, wait, if I back up, I'm going to run into a wall. Like it, it took me <laughs> off and I put myself back, you know. That's really cool. Although I might have a panic attack. <laughs> and, and, when you, and when you see your friends in there, you turn and you look at them and the whole, the whole plot is, I'm not going to give away spoilers, but the plot is you're all dressed as stormtroopers. You're undercover. Right. Um, when you turn and see your friends, you don't see your friends. You see stormtroopers standing there, and the response rate is so active that it's down to fingers. If somebody raises their index finger, you can see their index wow. finger. That's amazing. All right. I want to go. <laughs> and 30 uh, bucks. That's a great deal. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds like it's 20 minutes that feels like 40 minutes. Yes, absolutely. That's yeah, no really kidding. cool. All right. Any Any last thoughts? Anything I'm missing? Well, the one other thing I'd just like to mention is that, uh, and, and I'll tie it into a shameless plug, but one of the reasons why I was there is I was there to uh, promote my documentary. We, we just launched an Indiegogo for, and we're trying to raise our finishing funds. So if you go to Indiegogo and search Making Apes, you can learn all about it. It's about makeup artists, and there's a lot of Star Trek people in it. But um, I, one of my reasons for going was to talk to people about that, and I was just so blown away by the um, the interest that everybody had in every kind of franchise there wasn't they did star wars versus star trek on stage but it was i love star trek i love star wars i love planet of the apes i love back to the future i love james bond i love doctor who there was no like end to people's interests so you know anybody who has that you know concept that that perception that you know i love star trek and nothing else and i hate everyone who loves the other things that doesn't exist no and that shouldn't i mean really well, yeah, isn't it important that we just love something? <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> have a passion, be a fan. We're all fans, and we can unite under that infinite diversity and infinite combinations. Wow, who the thunk? Marty, what about you? Um, my big takeaway from it, um, again, what Will said, I mean, I got to go to a Stargate panel, which I've never been to before, <gasps> so that was super exciting. Oh, to wait, me. wait, stop. Side note, tell me about the Stargate panel. Um, it was supposed to be a promotion for their Stargate Command website, um, which I still don't completely understand. But okay. um, Christopher Judge was there, so it turned into oh. an SG-1 panel, which was nice. awesome. Okay. Um, he uh, then went down to the Stargate uh, booth 
afterwards. So you got, they had like a green screen and a camera there. So you got to take like a complimentary photo. Well, I got to take a complimentary photo with Christopher Judge with the SG-1 gate room behind me because of the green screen. They printed it instantly. Um, and then he was signing autographs on posters and whatever else you had as well. Um, totally free. For free. You didn't have to pay for, for any of that. Dang it, and I missed this. The girl with the Stargate tattoos. I'm so sad. Yeah. He was telling stories about um, the the flatulence on set and <laughs> how they were getting in trouble for all this weird stuff they did. And it sounded like it was like a really close cast, like Next Generation was. Yeah. So. Yeah, for sure. Oh, well, that's really cool. All right. So, so yeah. sorry. Sorry to sidetrack you there um, during your thought, but it, it sounds okay. like that was very cool. Was there anything else? Um, yeah, there was lots of panels for people who want to get into the creative field. Nice. Um, mm-hmm. Lots of like how to, like how to write for video games, how to compose music for games, how to promote your novel, how to draw for comics, how to market yourself, how to get that second gig. Just like lots of very like creator focused things, which I love as a creator. They even had um, like, I know IDW did it um, at least once a day. There's a room set aside where different artists or companies will let you come in with your creative portfolio and present it to the people who are in the industry now, and they will give you feedback. For free. Wow, that's really yeah. cool. It, it reminds, and like, it reminds me a lot of, of Farpoint Con. Because, I mean, probably because we just talked about that convention, but, you know, again, like a, a writer creator focused type of convention. Yeah. Um, and this is just kind of that on steroids, being that it's yeah, a, like a subsidy of, of um, SDCC, but that's, that's really an amazing opportunity. Wow. There was also a lot of um, live um, makeup demonstrations. Several different makeup companies had booths there, and they were doing, like, because the hot property right now, they were doing daily demos of, like, the Black Panther characters. And they had, uh, like, you know, they had men and women down to just, like, Speedos and, um, like, nipple coverings, and they were doing full-body costume makeups, which were incredible to watch with, like, airbrush and, and stuff. So you then saw them walking around the convention, and that was really incredible. Nice. Yeah, there was. I mean, it's it's more than you can even describe in in an hour or two of time because it's such an experience over three straight three state three straight days. It's just really cool. Sounds like it. Wow. All right. Any uh, any other thoughts? I think we covered everything I have written down. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm looking at all the stuff that I got from them, trying to think. I mean. Uh, there's a lot of a lot of the really famous comic book artists were there. Like you mentioned earlier, Jim Lee was there. He did a, yeah. like a, a raffle signing instead of an open signing. Uh, Neil Adams was there, which was awesome. Um, uh, one of my big purchases from the con was I wanted to get something very appropriate for the times that I could put up. So I had him sign a, uh, a drawing of Captain America punching a Nazi in the face. <laughs> nice. <laughs> All right. I don't I don't even think I need to ask this question, but I will. So, Marty, will you go back to to WonderCon? I'll I'll absolutely go back to WonderCon. Yeah, that's what I figured. William, what about you? I'm devising a time machine to get to go forward right now because it was so cool. All right. I'm going to save up all my pennies and I'll I'll figure it out. I don't know. It's just that's my goal for next year is to go to all these super amazing conventions. Um, so WonderCon 2019 will be held March 29th through 31st at the Anaheim Convention Center. 
start making your plans now. Marty only has room for one roommate, and that's me. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we got to do something about a meetup because I found out after the fact that um, Yesenia was there, and yeah. I didn't even know she was there. And I saw on Facebook, I saw like seven other people that I'm friends with were at you know, one end of the convention when Marty and I were at the other and we just totally passed in the darkness and didn't know we were there. Yep. Well, I'll say this, this and especially for our STLV friends, like anyone is always welcome to make a post in our group, like for people going to these different conventions, because I, I knew Yuzenia was there. Kareen was there. Um, William Wen was there. Like all my Aaron Harvey was there, like lots of lots of friends. So anytime like, I know that that group is a STLV group, but it's also, we're a family group. So anytime that we want to get our family together at other conventions, y'all are welcome to post in the group um, and make that happen. So definitely feel free to do that for next year. So do we want to go around the horn and tell everybody how they can find us on social media if they want to talk a little bit more about WonderCon? I think that's a good idea. All right. William, where can people find you on social media? You can find me on Twitter at William G. Conlin and Facebook. I'm also in the STLV unofficial group that you guys so graciously moderate for us all. Uh, and like I mentioned earlier, you can find out more about my documentary. If you go to Indiegogo and search Making Apes, there's a post on there about um, the Planet of the Apes presence at WonderCon. I took a, some pictures with um, one of the Apes cosplayers that was dressed there in full gorilla regalia when it was nice. 90 degrees. So oh he, was, he was hot. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, Marty, where can people find you? Um, I am Time Travel Marty on Twitter. You can also find Will and I over at Reading Trek. Um, we host that show. Since we're talking about comic books, um, we just dropped our first comic book episode over on Patreon, which I'm sure you will mention in just a second. So I will let you do that. <laughs> um, I'm also in the unofficial Star Trek Las Vegas Facebook group um, as well. So feel free to chat me up. Oh, very cool. And since you threw to me for the, the Patreon references, yeah, we just published actually two Tricorder Transmissions episodes on Patreon exclusively for our Patreon patrons today. One was the eighth episode of Reading Trek, which is the Green Lantern Star Trek crossover with uh, William and Marty and Shashank from our uh, Politrex podcast joining up to talk about that. And Jim Morehouse graciously provided the 25th episode of Trek Ranks, the early release of the Top 5 Space Battles episode featuring our friends from Trek Geeks, Bill and Dan. So both of those... Are now I'm live. That tonight. Oh my god! Yeah, super treat. I know that, and I'm so excited. What a great way to celebrate 25 episodes. Absolutely, absolutely. And by the way, since we're throwing out plugs, our 300th episode of the Tricorder Transmissions will be coming to you guys very soon, within the next uh, three to four weeks or so. We're planning that out now. It's going to be a big extravaganza. All of our hosts will be involved, including some of our hosts that you haven't heard from in a while. So. Tune in for that in a few more weeks. So uh, we're, we're very excited and about Marty that. And I got a and Marty and I got a little uh, treat for you guys for that 300th episode. So stay mm -hmm. tuned to hear more about that. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. And we're going to hold on to that uh, until the 300th episode drops, so that uh, we don't ruin the surprise, uh, or surprise is rather. 
that are coming for you guys out there. And so Heather and I need to talk about our social media contacts, but don't contact us necessarily about WonderCon since <laughs> we don't know all that much about it. But uh, Heather Barker, where can people find you online? Oh, I'm on the Twitters. <laughs> I am LLA Posper, which is L-L-A-P-A-W-S-P-E-R. I can't believe I can spell that without thinking. That's talented. Good job, Heather. Um, and we are sure leave on Twitter. I Sorry, I get confused because we're disco underscore Trek, but sure leave doesn't have an underscore no, as far not. as I remember, right? No, no, it does um, not. Yeah, and then you can find me on Facebook in the very amazing and wonderful unofficial Star Trek Las Vegas convention group. Come and join us. Come and join our family. Jeff, you're also in that group. I with am. With our great friend Jesse, who we love and adore. Yes. Um, but where else, where else can we find you? Yeah, well, you can find me. Well, I don't use Twitter very much, but if you tweet at me at Warp Factor Jeff, I will be sure to answer you. You can find out more about us at shoreleavepodcast.com or the Tricorder Transmissions.com. So we're all over the place. So you can find us if you look for us. Just go to any one yeah, of those. We're on, we're on Facebook. We're on the Twitters. We're on the interwebs. We're everywhere. We're in your head. We're on your iPhone. We're listening to your conversations. Just kidding. Yes. yes. Uh-huh. Let's not get political. Let's not get political. <laughs> There's uh, nothing political about that. That's just technological reality these days. Well, there's yeah. Polytrex. There is. There's many shows on the Tricorder Transmissions Network. So uh, you can go there and see all of our other shows. We've got tons and tons of them now. And uh, I think the, the second episode of our newest series, Trek Profiles, will be launching in the next week or so. So keep an eye out for that. Profiles. Yes. Marty, we're sophomores now. (laughs) Yes, you guys are. Babies, you've graduated. Um, And yeah, we've got more stuff in the horizon and we're always open to ideas for new shows. So if you have one, feel free to contact us um, via our website. Absolutely. So we'll be looking forward to hearing from all of you. And you can uh, give us some feedback if you want at uh, facebook.com slash shoreleave. And you can find us there and, and talk about this episode. And we'd love to hear from you. And I guess we will be back for episode 41, probably someone somewhere next month or so. I think we're shooting for a once a month release at this point. As we get closer to STLV, of course, we'll probably have uh, more frequent yeah. releases. We'll do like once a month until it's then for you know two months then it'll be like six episodes in two months like <laughs> that's, that's our track record yeah that's our track record yep so thank you all once again for joining us here on shore leave we love you all uh, thanks for being part of our family and we will talk to you all soon william and marty thank you so much for being here thank thanks you. for having us pleasure oh absolutely and uh heather uh, any final thoughts before we sign off live long and prosper see you on risa All right, so we'll talk to you all again on Shore Leave very soon. Bye.